0: Together. First of all, Isaiah, let's read out loud together. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. And then from the Gospel of John, read with me. The shepherd of the sheep calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him, because they know his voice. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. So interesting that uh, Jesus would use animals as an example of hearing God's voice. That we, just like an animal, like a sheep, can uh, recognize the voice of his master. So we uh, can recognize the voice of God, and it's part of our inheritance as a part of as a disciple of Jesus. And Jesus was saying, you guys can, you can hear God's voice just as well as a sheep can know and recognize and follow a shepherd. You may have heard this story about Charlie Frank who raised an elephant in a, for a circus and um, trained this elephant named Nita. Have you ever heard of this story? When this guy retired, he donated Nita the elephant to the San Diego Zoo. And 15 years later, he had never seen this elephant for 15 years since his retirement. He went and visited this zoo, and there was Nita. He's 100 yards away, and he says her name, Nita. And she comes right to him, and she obeys all the commands that he had taught her over like 15, 20 years before. And so uh, there are lots of ways that God speaks to us, but through, uh, even through animals and how they can recognize God's voice. So Jill and, and Dave got lots of things they could say today. Going on with you and get some feedback for our leaders. And also, Dave has served in a lot of ways in recovery group and also our men's ministry. This is what Paul says about what Jill and Dave have been describing for us: Romans chapter 12, verse one. It's in the message. For this is what I want to do. Want you to do. Here it is: God helping you. That we're acting with God now. When we're doing something and he's working with us, take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. So you're paying attention while you're working to what God is doing. You're offering up your life to him while you're working, sleeping, eating and walking. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. That's a grace way of reading the scriptures. You embrace the one who has embraced you. And when we talk about God's word as one of the primary ways which we hear his voice, it's it's important that we read the scriptures through the the lens of grace. It's embracing the one who's already embraced me. I love God who already said to me, I love you first. So I'm cooperating with what God is doing. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Now, we can pay attention to so many things in our life. And so, like Dave was saying, we have our hands full. And if we have too many things going on that demand our attention, if we've not said no to some things, it's very difficult to hear God's voice. It means laying down some things in order to hear God and taking time to listen, and I'll talk about that, like taking time to ask God what well, you're saying to me by, in the season of Lent. Actually, Eugene Peter says in another Scripture in um, his translation of the Bible, get out of this stupid culture as fast as you can. <laughs> Interesting. In- instead of being fitting into this culture without even thinking, fix your attention on God. So, as disciples, we want to actually do things without thinking. Uh, you know, so that we don't even have to think about it. And so, you, you love your neighbor without even, okay, now I got to go love my neighbor. No. <laughs> And our neighbor really are the homeless, right? We've learned that in this church. So I came in here at 7 o'clock this morning and there's a guy with his backpack and uh, he's riding around the church. And these are the, that guy is my neighbor. Fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Change happens on, on the inside. Readily recognize what he wants from you. I need to hear God's voice. I need to have him to speak to me. What is he you want from me today, Lord? I ask questions to hear his voice. What is it, Lord, you want from me today? Unlike the culture around you, it always drags you down to its level of, of immaturity. God brings the best out of you. See, our culture drags us down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of us and develops well for maturity in you. So that's Paul speaking a word to us about Hearing God's voice. Now, if you look at your notes, we'll go to number two. So we have begun God's, this journey, or we, we walk on this journey as a part of a conversation with God. Often we think about hearing God's voice as getting direction. You know, I want to, Lord, how are you guiding me? But actually it's primarily just having this ongoing conversation. So I woke up, I wake up in the morning often singing a hymn. Once you start singing one hymn, it's hard to change, stop it, right? Unless you start singing another one. But that's all right. And so um, I, this morning, um, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentations. I sang that. I've sung that for 40 years. And it came back to me as a scripture for the day. And it helps to sing it. Sing God's voice. Um, And it's a conversation I have ongoing with God. And uh, it's it's a friendship. We start with a friendship with God. A friendship with the Trinity. We say yes to each person in the Trinity. Yes, Jesus, come into my life. Yes, Holy Spirit, fill me. Yes, Father, I am your son. I am your child. So the and then we recognize, this is a bit of a review, I did this last week, in which I spoke about the GPS system we have in getting guidance or getting to hear God's voice. How many of you have a GPS? I have become a friend of this lady on <laughs> uh, GPS. But I do not like the word recalculating, <laughs> as I told you last week, I think. So what is our navigation system with the Lord? Well, this is an ancient wisdom uh, story of there are three lights that God gives to us, and that is, G God's Word, the Bible, providence, circumstances, and spirit impressions. You might write down uh, thoughts from God. That's what spirit impressions are. We that actually most of what when we talk about I heard God's voice. It's like I had this thought that some, I, I'm not sure it doesn't. It's not me. I had this thought, and it's often a surprise. It has some kind of a weight to it. It's like it's more than just me. And there's a quality. This is like the tone of God's voice has a quality. And um, it's, it's interesting. I saw a film recently. I've actually watched it twice. It, it, As It Is in Heaven is in the title. It's a Swedish film. And I've been watching a couple Swedish fil- films to review my Norwegian, actually. And um, this guy goes to, back to his child at home, and there's a big story there. But we, they don't know who he is because he became famous and changed his name even though he grew up there. And they, the first thing they want to do, is because he's famous, they want him to, to direct the Swedish Lutheran Church Choir. And he kind of came to get away, but he decides to do that. And the first month, he dozen, they don't sing one hymn. They don't learn one song, well, maybe two weeks. They just practice listening to their tone, and just practice listening to other people's tones. And it's all about the tone of the voice, how important that is. And God's voice has a certain tone, a certain quality, and it has a weight to it. And that these, are inner, these are impressions, these are thoughts from God, his still, small voice. Now, you notice it's still, small voice. It's not a dramatic, you know, word like Moses got, and that does happen. You know, there are dramatic times in which we hear, I mean, it's clear. I mean, I remember praying, I went and interviewed for a, a call to a church in Blue Earth, Minnesota, where my wife grew up near there. And um, I had, was interviewed. They were ready to call me. And, and, and that night, I heard this almost inaudible voice. God said, it seemed like a dream, but it was more like he spoke to me in the night. I have more for you to do in Sholo, Arizona. Well, that really made it simple, you know, uh, for me to decide what to do. Lots of, lots of things happen to me when I, when I uh, get words from the Lord in dreams. And I think I've shared this with you before. These are three things I pray before I go to sleep. Lord, speak to me in my sleep. I ask you to speak to me. And that's point seven of this outline. If you want to hear God's voice, ask him. And then you go on and have your Cheerios or whatever. But you, in other words, you just keep, You don't say, oh, where is he going to speak? But it's, it's, a, it's a decision. Now, we've got three things that will help us become the kind of people that hear God's voice. And it's, it's the VIM. You heard of the VIM method? The VIM and Vigor? It's an acronym. VIM is we need a vision for it. We need to believe that God does this today through regular people, not just pastors or leaders. God speaks to me. He's always talking, and I'm learning to listen. We have this conversation. So I have a vision for it. It's possible. And in fact, it's quite normal. The second thing is intention. The vim, I, V-I, means I have decided I, I want to hear God's voice. God will not force himself on me. Seek first the kingdom, and it will happen to you. So we seek God. We say, God, please, I ask you to speak to me. And then the means, and these are the three means, according to the GPS, there are others, too. I mean, we have God's word. By the way, that's a good reason to memorize scripture, if I want to have God speak to me, it helps just to have it memorized, memorize chapters, because it's a part of me. And we have providence, circumstances. Now, the circumstances, we use often this phrase, God opened a door. And that terminology, I don't think, helps, because you've got to have another word from God saying walk through it, right? There's an open door. There's a lot of them. Who are, gonna, who are we going to give our life for it? So we need an open door. Actually, a closed door could also be a way God's talking to us. He's saying that door is closed, but I want you not to be intimidated by it. You're going to pursue this. You're going to endure. You're going to say no to that which is harmful. You you might say, well, all the circumstances seem to indicate I'm not supposed to do this, and God says, don't let that stop you. Keep going. And then, of course, these spirit impressions. These are thoughts. I'm so encouraged by... Dietrich Bonhoeffer, when he set up a seminary uh, during the time of the Nazis in Germany, he required all the pastors, this was an underground seminary, uh, to spend a half hour listening to God and meditating on a scripture. And and these were the Moravian daily texts, which his church has done. And actually theologians still today are, are a little bit alarmed by Bonhoeffer's pietism Here's this brilliant theologian, he says, just spend time listening to God. Now, you could, if you take your notes, there's one way that we can listen to God, and that is, it's on the inside of your bulletin, is that you put your name in there. So you read a scripture, and, and you just read your name. It says, the Lord created you. Uh, put your name in there. Joe, Daryl, Jan, Richard, He who formed you, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, Joe. you are mine. When you pass through the waters, Jill, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And you can put your name there, Kathy. You shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you, Connie. For I am the Lord, your God. Peter, Bob. For I am the Lord your God, your precious am I, and honored, and I love you. Number four, everyone gets to play. <laughs> You've heard that. Now, I'm going to make believers out of you today <laughs> that it's true when we do a little exercise. And it's going to be very simple. Um, so,. Um, I, when it means everybody gets to play, is that you came today and you sat and you prayed. That's part of playing. You prayed for the bluegrass team. How many of you pray for the pastors during the week? That's part of playing. You pray for your pastors, you pray for your leaders, your family. I mean, our first neighbor is who? My family, my spouse, my whatever, whoever that family might be. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Everyone gets to play means that that, then when I come to church, I get to pray for the people I'm sitting next to. And and, and then what happens is, according to, to Paul in Corinthians, he says, when the body comes together, he says this four times, when the body comes together, amazing thing happens. He says, to someone, a word of wisdom is given, to another, a word of knowledge, to another, Gifts of healing to another faith, to another prophecy, to another tongues, to another interpretation, to another miracles. So it's like the dancing hand of God comes upon you. That's the word it says in Greek. The manifestations of the Spirit happen when the body gathers together. And the word there in the Greek, phonerosis, the manifestation, means dancing hand of God. You can look around and see the Spirit is on you. Or you start praying and you didn't have a thing to pray and then God kind of gives you a word, and, and, and or just bless them, Lord. And that's the, the, the way we get to play. So I'm gonna do a little experiment today, and you won't have to say anything out loud, <laughs> okay? But you need to have a partner, and so if every and, and then I'll tell you what to do next. So everybody stand up and find a partner, and when you've got a partner, it's best if there are only two, You might need to move around so you can get next to each other. Just move around, and when you got your partner, you could be seated. But I need you all to have a partner. Once you got a partner, you can just be seated. You need a partner? Come on out. There we go. What a deal. Okay. You got three. Anybody else uh, could do it? Join you. I guess you're going to have three. Jesus loves threes, too. So, uh, But it'll be a little different. Can I go there? Oh, yeah. You can go sit down there. Okay. You got a three, some over there? Yes. Okay. So, if you're just one other person, Jesus loves you. <coughs> uh, I want you. Okay. Let's see. Bob, you come up here. You'll demonstrate with me. I better go to you. So if you stand, you're going to just, no, not not like that. This is why I want to teach you. You, uh, The person who's praying, you're just going to put your hand on their back right there. And then the person who's receiving is just going to receive. And if you like, you can put your hands up. It's not required. And uh, I'm going to give you three minutes, and you're going to play silently for this person. And that means not out loud, right? And um, you can... Let's give Bob a hand. He demonstrated really well. Okay. <laughs> now, as you're praying for that person, uh, I want you to just to be open whatever God would have you pray. To the, you know, just... Um, who knows? If you don't know what to pray, just ask Jesus to love them. Bless them with his love. But my guess is that some of you will think of something you'll get a thought so we're practicing now I'm not just teaching about hearing God's voice so that you walk away without ever practicing it today you understand why I'm doing this this is called a a clinic it's a workshop sermon so you're going to practice hearing God's voice and experiencing the dancing hand is going to land on you just as you put your hand and touch that person Something happens to me, I don't have a thing to pray for people, but when I lay my hands on them and start just praying, oh God, show me what to pray, or, and then listen, and then just silently bless that person. Now, if you have three of you, just put pray for the one in the middle, okay, of the three. Okay, I'll pray for you as we do this. Holy Spirit, I thank you that, that we get to play, that we get to participate and act with God, or you get to... We welcome you to act with us now, Lord. May your love flow through these blessed, precious ones. May your love speak to our hearts. And may your love flow through us to those we touch. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so you'll have about three minutes. Lay hands on the person in the middle or your partner and just pray silently. The other one, just focus on receiving. No praying out loud, no, just silently. Okay, uh, this is not required, but if you're willing to do it, would you share what you experienced receiving prayer or what uh giving prayer what did you what did the Holy Spirit guide you to pray for that person and what was your experience receiving prayer from someone else any feelings you had and and uh Maybe you sense God's peace or something. So take a few minutes to share what you received and what God gave you to pray for that person. Go ahead and share now. About 30 more seconds. You're on the clock. I am. Thank you, Richard. Okay, you're going to switch places. Now, uh, this time, the person who uh, was praying will receive. And then you need to put someone else in the middle. You've got a threesome so you can pray for someone else. And then I'll tell you when your three minutes are up. Just go ahead and start, praying whatever God gives you to pray silently. Okay, go for it. Just switch places. Thank you so much for being willing to do this. Go ahead and share. I saw many of you tearing up, praying, receiving prayer, praying for others. Maybe you want to share what was going on with those tears. What was God telling you, how to pray for them, and what were you experiencing as you received prayer? Go ahead and take a few minutes to share. About 30 seconds, you're done? Okay, you can take out your notes again. I've done this exercise hundreds of times around the world, and on Wednesday I'll be flying to Norway to be in the Holy Land for some, (laughs) (coughs) (laughs) and um, I fly in at 1.30, and at 4.30 I'll be spending two hours praying for someone that they've asked me to pray for. That evening I'll be teaching for a house church. And this is one of the exercises we may do. It worked, you know, it just uh, just think about how loving it is to have someone spend three minutes praying for you. What a gift that is. I think it's the most precious gift that I receive is to have someone lay hands on me, take time to pray for me. Jesus, 15 times when he healed people, he touched them. I have a friend who was a doctor, Dr. Tom Beaton, and... Um, And he puts his hand right here when he talks to his patients. To have a doctor talk to you and have him speak love to you uh, just by touch is such a gift. Let's go through the other points and then we'll be done. Number five, solitude and silence are soul training practices which provide sacred spaces to hear God. I hope that you have some sacred spaces. That is where you go in your mind maybe just to connect with God, imagining where you are maybe there are some actual places I like to go along the Lisa Creek uh, and to to pray. I got this great story I just read this week about a sacred place and how God spoke to this person his name was Father Harry and he was walking in the Minnesota woods at a retreat place and he knew that path very well because he loved to walk and pray And it was starting to get cool in the Minnesota fall weather. And he realized that he was uh, not sure where he was. That he was probably lost. And this was a problem. And he became quite fearful because he is blind. could not see. And so to calm himself, he started praying a centering prayer, just mercy, Jesus, praying the word mercy in Jesus, quieted himself down. And as he was doing that, he was surprised to hear a voice from somewhere saying, just go to a place where you can be found. You want to write that down, go to a place where you can be found, That's such a great word. Well, he decided he'd do that, he's blind, so he wanted to go to an open space, some place, and he knew the area well enough, so he... He tapped the trees as he walked and he could feel the warmth of the sun's rays so he realized he was getting to a more open space. He comes to the shoulder of a gravel road and stands there and he hears some tires, the sound of tires and he waves and sure enough, someone saw him and picked him up and gladly took him back to the retreat center. Well, that is a picture of what it means to, 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 to go to a sacred place, place where you know you will be found and maybe others will find you there, too. So we practice listening through silence and solitude and having sacred spaces. I asked on Spacebook this morning, what's your, space, what's your sacred space? it would be fun to hear you tell. Number six, practice hearing God. Jesus is at the right hand of God interceding for us. So this is how I will pray with people. Actually, Gordon Dolby's an author, and I pray with him once a, a month. Now We share, and then he prays for me, And then I share, whatever. Anyway, we pray for each other. So, this is the scripture we use. Jesus is interceding at the hand of the Father before us. It's from Romans 8, verse 34. You you know, if God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his only Son, will he not with him give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It's God who has chosen us, who is to condemn us. Is it Christ Jesus? No, he died for us. He's raised from the dead and he lives to make intercession before his father. He's always interceding before, before the father for us. So what if we just listened in to the conversation the father and Jesus are having before you right now? So we're going to do that. Let's pray. Jesus, we want to know what you're talking to the father about when you pray for me. Thank you, Jesus, that you are always living to make intercession for me. What are you saying to the Father? Here's your son, Joe. Sometimes he's afraid he will be abandoned, just like he was when his daddy died when he was seven. Father, keep telling him that you will never abandon him. You You always look out for him. Increase his confidence, Lord. Heal the memories where he felt abandoned. And in Jesus' name, amen. So I don't have time to have you do this, actually, but that's how I do it. And also when I'm interceding for you, I would say, Lord, here's your son, Dave, or here's your son, Daryl, Ralph. And, and Jesus, how are you praying for Ralph today? I want to I join in the prayer that Jesus is having for you. Specifically, how are you praying for my daughter and today, Jesus, as you intercede for her? How are you praying for Judy? And so we're listening to that conversation. Number seven, make a decision to hear God's voice and ask God to speak to me. Now, <laughs> I found out what works and what doesn't work. Um, last week I said, would you be, would you be willing to email me and tell me a story about hearing God in your life. I got one email, but that's better than none. <laughs> <laughs> so Kathy Polly said, I could tell this story. She said she's sitting right where, like where you are in the pews, one of the pews, seven or eight years ago. And, and um, her youngest daughter is in college, Cal Lutheran and Thousand Oaks. My kids had come in and were sitting several rows behind because they did not see me. My daughter Jenny had just been in a car accident a week or so before. She was talking on her cell phone with her brother. She was passing a shopping center. And older, this is about the accident that Jenny had a week or before before this Sunday. She was here. uh, Jenny was driving, and an older lady pulled out right in front of her. The result was that my daughter lost control of her car, spun out of control, and flipped over. Jenny says, that's her daughter, that she remembers the peace of God come over her, and she was not afraid. You had that experience? You're in the middle, you're out in the storm, and the peace of God comes, and you're not afraid. You can imagine how frightened her brother must have been um, when when Jenny called him and told him. Jenny did not have a scratch on her body. Her brother drove up there and took her to the emergency so she could be checked out. All was well. This is the mother, Kathy, saying, I was a wreck. But so thankful to God for keeping her safe. So while she was sitting in the pew, not asking God, talk to me, I want to hear your voice, she's sitting in the pew. She hears the voice of the Lord say, I will always keep your children safe. Until that time, I was so concerned every time my children had to travel. Since then, I'm so at peace because God's promise to me. Now, that is the promise that is in the scripture verses in your bulletin. And we will we'll close with this. This is what God is saying to, um, to us in this scripture Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Now, I think, I think we could write, rewrite the psalm I lift up my eyes to the ocean. Although we have mountains out of here, we can see when it's clear. Where does my help come from? Now, I think the psalmist is not really asking. He's, wanting, he's looking at the mountains and saying, Well, now look at those mountains. Is that where my help comes from? My help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The Lord bless you and keep you. That's what I give when I give you a benediction. The Lord bless you and watch over you. The Lord is watching over you. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. That's what Kathy heard. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming, going, going both now and forever. Now I put questions to ask that can help you hear God's voice when you meditate. One, this is a Lectio Divina method you often use in a group. But you, you circle a word or a phrase in that scripture that... You connect to your heart. You connect to God's heart for you. So I circled help. I like, it's one of my favorite words for Holy Spirit is helper. God is my helper. Pray a longing of your heart and a prayer is stirred by the scripture. And so, um, where did I put that? Well, I got to tell you what I prayed. Um, I prayed, Jesus, help me to trust that you are my helper. Help me to believe that you are always watching over me, that you keep me. Ask Jesus, what is the gift or promise you want to give? So then I hear the Lord Jesus saying, Joe, I'm your keeper. In fact, you can go to sleep because I'm watching over you. You don't, you don't, even in, what does he say here? Um, He will watch over Israel whenever there's, whether we'll neither slumber nor sleep god's not sleeping so i can sleep knowing that he's taking care of me and then respond i receive lord the gift of your promise that you will not abandon me that you are always with me that you are my keeper i receive that promise a promise that i can go to sleep knowing that you're not sleeping you're going to take care of me let's pray There's so much more, Lord, that you have to teach us, and Lord, when we're going through times of, of suffering, it's pretty hard to even think about hearing your voice. We're just hanging on to you, hanging on to us. So I pray, Lord, for those today who just want to know that you are with them, let them know, Jesus, I am with you, I'm watching over you, I'm going to take care of you. You're going out and you're coming in for not forevermore. Oh, Lord, we thank you that grace has a vision to be a church that believes that God calls us to do what we do and that we can hear God's voice, that we live in a community which is an environment of faith that expects God's, God's word to speak to us. What a joy, Lord, to have your word. And I thank you for your presence, and I thank you so much today for all the love I sensed flowing in this church as we prayed for each other, and that's your love, Jesus. And I thank you for this offering. Glorify, Lord, your, your presence. Glorify yourself, Lord, through our giving. Manifest, Lord, may the dancing hand of God come upon us as we give generously and the, for kingdom work here at Grace and beyond. Jesus' strong name we pray. Amen.